Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. And today we are delving into some shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Nick Jenkins, and I'm joined by three friends. First, Tuna Medish. Hello. Sarah Suda. Hello. And Matthew Gatos. Hi. And uh, we're not talking about one film. We're not talking about two films. We're not talking about three films, but we are talking about four films. (laughs) Is that the the most films we've talked about in one episode? Oh, it has to be. Okay. I think, have you ever doubled up, doubled up even? I feel like we have doubled up on something. I can't remember what it was. Let's just assume we're the best and most. Yes. Uh, Which is always the same. That's (laughs) That's, that's worth it. That's totally worth it. Quantity equals quality. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We were talking about the, the, I'm not even, it's hard to talk about what number of Hellraisers these even are, but it's the last four of the sort of it's the last four Doug Bradley as yeah. pinhead Hellraiser. We have now seen all the sites that Doug Bradley promised to show us. <laughs> we have. <laughs> but this is, yeah, the fifth, sixth, and seventh, and eighth Hellraiser, Hellraiser yeah. film. So there are two films that we're not going to talk about in here. I've seen them both. I think they're both kind of nothing. Um and just not enjoyable but these are linked by doug bradley who plays pinhead Mm -hmm. so these are all doug bradley and then after this they wouldn't give him a script so he said no i'm not going to sign on and they said well fine we'll recast it and make no money (laughs) (laughs) and that's exactly what they They did they showed him (laughs) yeah yeah um although i mean if his stipulation was like i need to see a script first like Based on these, like, I don't That's know. That's what I'm saying. He has, like, great. three lines in each <laughs> yeah. of these. Like, yeah, we'll just say, uh, you're probably going to say the word pleasure, uh, maybe pain, and, uh, <laughs> and hell. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's got a bit hell. Some good word right. wordplay, probably. Yep. Probably. I think in Inferno, he rewrote a lot of his own lines. Mm. No, no, no. Hellseeker? <laughs> I don't know. What am, anyway. Oh, okay. But, okay, so we have the four. We have uh, Hellraiser Inferno. Hellraiser Hellseeker and then the last two were released in the same year which is nuts yeah Yeah. both 2008 Um, oh they were both 2005 yeah yeah, both 2005 right and uh, that's Hellworld and Debtor not in that order. Well, on the DVD, it's in that order. That's the order I watched. Okay. Yeah. What? I watched yeah. them in the other order. The other order but is what they're listed on on IMDb. Oh. The other wor- order matter. is also how they're they li- listed follow. alphabetically, which I'm pretty sure is why I think I Sarah that also explains a little bit of... Uh, Sarah had the conversation like on Slack. You mentioned... Like, yeah. which number you were like, wait, Nick, number six is your favorite? But your <laughs> number six is maybe Nick's number seven? or No, it's seven and eight. I yeah, don't even know. The fact that Nick really enjoyed Debtor, or enjoyed Debtor more than other ones is confusing to me. All right. Let's get into it. Yeah. First of all, we have to do 60-second plot dumps. So many. Ooh. So each one of us is going to do a 60-second plot <laughs> dump to get us through here, through through the plots as they were. Um, oh, my God. Don't worry. We prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a text. Hey, Brandon, oh. are you still interested in martial arts? <laughs> I text yes. back. I text back. You have the wrong number. They text back, sorry about that, but since I have your attention. <laughs> Are you interested in martial arts? 
<sighs> I like to think Wait. they're texting every Montana number <laughs> saying, hey, Brandon, are you still interested in martial arts? <laughs> I did go to these guys oh. for a few lessons and then was kind of like, Oh, it's uh, not from a random person. No. It's from a, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I thought it was just a wrong number, random person. <laughs> it's a weird number neighbor situation. Really hoping yeah. to find someone to spar with. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to beat somebody up, but like. For them to agree to it first? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I do know uh, how I'm going to handle any awkwardness if I ever text anybody the wrong number again. <laughs> but now that I have you. Yeah. yeah. You want to right. spar? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with Hellraiser Inferno, which Matt selected to be his 60-second plot dump. Yay, me. And um, <laughs> here we go in three, two, one. A chess-playing, drug-using, adultering magician cop goes to the crime scene of a former classmate who has been murdered and finds the puzzle box. One night after sleeping with a sex worker, he solves the puzzle box, summons some Cenobites, and the next morning the sex, sex worker ends up dead. Or does she? He starts to have hallucinations. He learns of the existence of a mysterious engineer who seems vaguely threatening. Our cop then becomes obsessed with the idea that the engineer is going to kill a kid, and he needs to stop him even though he doesn't give a shit about his own wife and kid. Uh, a bunch of his friends end up getting murdered in situations that seem to point to him being the murderer. But he is certain it's the engineer taunting him. But it turns out that none of this uh, really happened, and the whole thing was actually a game the Cenobites were playing with him ever since he solved the puzzle box, and he's now going to be tortured forever. Ooh, ten seconds to spare. Nice. I well done. rehearsed. That's <laughs> <laughs> you. Nice. Prepared. Yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. the most prepared I will be for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> um, okay, who had Hellseeker? That was me. All right, Tuna, you got Hellseeker. <laughs> All right. So, Hellseeker. This is Hellraiser Hellseeker of 2002, I think? I think so, yeah. Yep. Um, and Hel Inferno is 2000. Mm -hmm. So, this is 2002 in three, two, one. All right, so Kirsty from the first movie is all grown up, and she's married to the Vulture from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> and they get in a car wreck where he uh, drives off a bridge and into a lake and watches her drown. He wakes up from a coma sometime later, but he has amnesia. And then uh, two detectives are investigating him because they think he's the murderer uh, because Kirsty's body has not been found. But then he keeps hallucinating, finding all of the women he cheated on Kirsty with dead, including his boss and neighbor, stuff like that. Maybe he's being followed by somebody. Uh, his work buddy kills himself in front of him because uh, the detectives get close to nailing him for murder and then need him to identify Kirsty's body because that's been found. But twist ending, he actually has been dead the whole time. Kirsty sacrificed him and all the other people he cheated with. Because he was an asshole, and she made a deal with Pinheads to take them instead of her, and she lives the end. One second to spare. Oh, there we oh, go. Very good. Oh, man. I did now not I'm rehearse, and I panicked yeah, partway through. <laughs> Usually I rehearse, and you never pick me for these. And the one time oh. I knew I was going to have to do one, I did not rehearse. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next, I don't know what order we should do this in. So, I don't know. This oh, yeah, is your podcast. Yeah, we did podcast. watch them in different orders. <laughs> yeah, we watched them in different orders. I feel like... What's the canonical order? <laughs> well, the canonical, the, the canonical order would be me, then Sarah. Okay, go for do it. that. Yeah, it all right, so... I think it'll be okay. Hellraiser, <laughs> Hellraiser Debtor. The worst title yes. 
yeah. until you see it, and then it makes sense, but it's no. still not a good title. Yeah. Which is a sign of a good title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. If you watched this movie that no one wanted you to, like, to see, apparently, because they titled it this awful thing, <laughs> it'll make sense. It won't be better, but it'll make sense. Yeah. Right. So, okay. okay. In three, two, one. Uh, a journalist, an investigative journalist played by Kerry Werher, uh, gets sent on this story about a cult who can apparently kill people and bring them back to life. Uh, and they have video evidence of this, and she goes to investigate it, and she's got some sort of screwed up past, and then she finds video evidence and the cube, the lament configuration, and uh, the video is the woman who was brought back to life telling her not to do it because she's been now she's just eternally dead and she can't figure out how to get back to where she was or to die. Um, apparently, at some point, kind of on screen and off screen, she does go through with it. And Carrie Werher is then dead, but not dead. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it was the Cenobites who were apparently in a war with this guy named Winter who was bringing people back to life. But I don't understand what that was about <laughs> and she throws the lament configuration at him the puzzle box and it kills the cenobites in an explosion <laughs> somewhat similar to the end yeah, of that's the, the sound. <laughs> 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 it feels somewhat similar to the end of the was it fourth one when they're in the spaceship uh, and they, they trap yeah. him and then it blows up and they were like well I guess he's dead <laughs> right. yeah. and then yeah. apparently obviously not uh. um yeah, did I miss anything big in that one? I don't think I don't so. Think no, so. Uh, you missed the. Well, I guess you did say nothing made sense, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now for our last sixty-second plot dump. This is Hellraiser Hellworld. Hellworld. All right, in three, two, one. It starts at a funeral of a kid who killed himself because he was playing a Hellraiser video game. Half of most of his friends are like. Yeah, he did a bad job. One of his friends is like, this ruins our friendship. Years later, the kids all get invited to a party based on the video or related to the video game. Whatever. All the kids show up, even the friend who was estranged. The kids all get killed in various ways. Uh, maybe by Cenobites, probably. There are lots of random, what is real? And then in the end, it turns out the dad of the kid who had killed himself, he brought them all there, gave them a lot of drugs, buried them alive, and then let their brains mess them up, thinking it was all about Hellraiser. And then the movie ends like five times (laughs) where the police find them, they're okay. The uh, dad gets visited by Cenobites. Oh no, but is he alive? Everything's bloody the end <laughs> very good yeah. that was part of that sounded like a much better movie <laughs> that's how yeah. i saw it yeah <laughs> i think all of these sound like much better movies yeah like, i think yeah. you can hear our each of our disdain for each individual yeah. movie where we just say like yeah but none of it matters or yeah but it was a dream or yeah but that oh, doesn't matter that is, yeah it's overall the worst thing about all four of these is the Nothing matters because it's a dream. Turns out there were no stakes. And the fact that you were confused was the point. Yeah. Edgy. Nothing's real. Everyone's dead. Be sad. Right. Sarah and I talked about this. It was a lot like this is what a lot of filmmakers when they're in film school that are obsessed with David Lynch but don't understand Uh, David Lynch because he's hard to understand Mm -hmm. like if you just watch his films on a surface level you just think oh nothing matters and it's all it's all intended to just be murky and weird and off-putting and etc but it's not like he has an internal logic but they also 
even that can be done well. Oh, of yeah. Like, yeah. leaving the audience to interpret the ending as they wish. Sure. Like, that can be done well. Sure. Yeah. But you have to earn that. Yeah. <laughs> and not try to give five different answers and go, you figure out which one is right. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. Okay, well, before we... We're not going to do a discussion on each film, really. Well, then I'm leaving. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was expecting a five-hour podcast. <laughs> uh, we're going to just sort of talk about the experience of all of them, because I, I think they're interesting in that uh, they... None of them, with the exception of Inferno, and there's a bit of a... Uh, there's a bit of controversy about this, but... Um, yeah, well, Ooh. as much controversy as one can have. Um <laughs> None of them were written as Hellraiser movies. That makes so much right? sense. Yeah. yeah, it makes so much like, sense. Like, I knew one yeah. of them was, but then I got through all of these and I was like, it, it's got to be more than one, right? So many of these <laughs> seem like they don't. Yeah. They seemed like a plot that they just were like, yeah, put a Cenobite in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. were scripts that Dimension had hanging around that they had purchased mm -hmm. that they were like okay it's probably not a great script and we don't really know what to do with it so <laughs> put some hellraiser shit in there and then yeah. make it a hellraiser movie and that's kind of what happened doug bradley the guy who plays pinhead says that inferno was written as a hellraiser movie i don't believe but him yeah. the production house <laughs> right. says no yeah. that's not true so i think he's wrong but there is that little bit of like he says no so i don't know yeah, anyway that one, like, the only thing that I could see lending any credence to that is that there are some moments in it where the Cenobites are important and doing Cenobite stuff. <laughs> But not the whole movie. It's just, no. like, a few specific scenes. Well, and, yeah. it, like, that movie, more than some of the other ones, upset me. Like, the way they use the Cenobite, the engineer Cenobite, is he's, like, a common like thug serial killer kind yeah, of character who like wears a leather jacket and jeans but yeah. happens to have like a Cenobite face so and that like they're so mysterious and like secretive and all this mm -hmm. stuff in the other films that we watched that to just have him be like a motorcycle thug guy yeah. it was like what what this is yeah. not how I want to see these characters portrayed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed like they just like put a mask on whatever character they had originally written into the script. Yeah right yeah. Well, another bizarre thing about these, and I, this might be true of other franchises, but I'm struggling to come up with one on failing franchises, mm -hmm. is that these got more expensive with each. So Inferno was a $2 million movie. Hellseeker was a $3 million movie. Uh, <laughs> Debtor is four, and Hellworld is $5 million. To be fair, I think Hellworld's pretty impressive for only five. It, like, There's a lot more going on is, in there. The set is great. They had tons of extras. Um, went to a few different, like... They were definitely shot in different countries at times because the license plates changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, they also overdubbed a bunch of people who clearly must have had accents. Sure. Mm. Yeah. The cop. There's yeah. one cop that is yeah. so ADR'd. <laughs> yeah, there's what are you doing here, ma'am? There's a lot of dubbing in that movie that is upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because wasn't that one, I just glanced at the Wikipedia for it, like, wasn't that one they sort of slapped the name on there last minute because in order to, wherever they filmed it, I forget what it was, but the deal with the film board of that country was like, no, 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 you have to make two films here. And they were like, oh, we planned for this one, 
I guess we just need to do another Hellraiser real quick too. That would make sense if Detter ended up that way. Okay. Um, this one was specifically changed. So this, uh, so Hell World was originally from a script called Dark Can't Breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they just wanted to give away the end, <laughs> the, the ending of the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, just the awkward text that gets sent yeah. from being buried alive. Yeah. Dark can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that they actually they and then so they did a rewrite on it. Um, this feels more Hellraisery than Deader to me. I think that's only because. They laden it like with the game that they like, oh yeah they create mm-hmm. for the movie this yeah. video game yeah. that all everyone's super into that we which never really we get to see, see any gameplay any of it which, know. none of it I really want to know like they describe it in a way just... that it makes it sound like it's sort of a World of Warcraft situation yeah an MMORPG yeah. but yeah. we don't ever see that Mm-mm. and my brain has a hard time picturing what a Hellraiser World of Warcraft would even be yeah and <laughs> like also... are these people just like going around <laughs> having sex and hurting each other in yeah and are they playing world? as Cenobites or are they playing as like people who are <laughs> yeah right. yeah yeah guys I oh. get to play fr- as Frank in this ah, new yes. oh. <laughs> Uh, my hot bar is just filled up with all these hooks I don't know what to do with them <laughs> oh man I'm the camera head guy <laughs> that's all that was left <laughs> maybe it's a sims thing so like okay so <laughs> you create your little like torture palace yeah and then you like try to get your people to move in there oh that would be great I would play that just for yeah. the hell of it because people yeah. do that with the sims like, to be they, fair <laughs> like a create a character in a Cenobite world I would oh, love yeah. to like like that, this, that was clearly like how the camera head man was kind of made. Oh, it's yeah. just like, I don't know, shove some shit in his yeah, face. Yeah, you do like a monster factory, but Cenobites. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I want, I want, that's, I don't need a game based around it. I only want the create a character portion of a game of just like Cenobite generator. Oh, yes. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this idea. Yeah. I think it needs to happen. If anyone out there is listening and is a video game developer, right. we just gave you a $12 idea. Yes. <laughs> we'll make at least $12. Yes. Charge three dollars for the game, and all four of us buy it. Yes, there you go. Oh, and I absolutely will buy it. Oh yeah, I will not pirate your game. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I would pay at least six dollars for it. Absolutely, you put that shit as an app. I'm. Uh, I would download that for four ninety nine for sure. Mm, yeah, maybe. <sighs> anyway, nobody knows what the game is in yeah. this movie that is yeah. centered around this game. But a lot of young people are very into it, and they all came to this party. Yes. Yeah. They did, and man, were they excited! But, yeah. um, but okay. So that's the overall thing. They all of these were direct to video. They had no theatrical releases, uh, which I don't have a problem with. I don't think that necessarily means anything it probably means they're going to be of lower quality in some respects not as many big movie stars but even now yeah. in the era we're living in now we don't really have movie stars anymore with the exception of maybe tom cruise well i think that also though the idea of something not going to theater is not a negative thing these days like yeah. a netflix sure. original movie is viewed just as highly sometimes as yeah. like something that actually got theatrical release but because they can get the big stars at the time these things oh, came oh, out yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. very much a phone it in yes. this is not going it to is, theaters it's not going to make as much money period <laughs> yeah. i mean like, disney had a whole branch of their company that was direct to video sequels that cost yeah. like a third of the amount yeah, of yeah. money the return of jafar correct <laughs> which is great <laughs> <laughs> the um, man before time 17 oh my uh, god there were a so lot of those to be fair they they're still releasing those. Are they really? Yeah. You can get like the oh. 18 movie collection at Walmart. Yep, Just yep, yep. 
beat that dead horse. <laughs> dead dinosaur. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, they go extinct eventually. It's leading to something. <laughs> beat the dead. They're going to do it in real time, yeah. so it's going to be like over a billion. It's the saddest be land before time. Yeah. So 240 million years, we'll get the final land before time. <laughs> it's just called time. <laughs> <laughs> Finally got there. It's, it's time. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, so we'll do those on a separate podcast. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Yeah, I mean it's only gonna be like seventeen episodes, and then we're done. Yeah, true. Okay, yeah. so uh, what I'd like to do is just go around and talk about our experiences overall with these because I think they're interesting to look at as a series. I think uh, for me they are anyway. Um, as I do think the first four because it's interesting to me that the first four are direct sequels like one leads to yeah. two leads to three leads to four and they all connected with um, a, a, a pl- uh, not a plot but like a mythology and everything with like the the Marcher and everything with yeah. the, the maker of the box kind and loose they were loosely. all at least trying to build on the same lore of like well, here's the character from the last movie they're doing this now here's this here's the how the guy made the box that you saw in the previous movies mm-hmm. And it felt like it was building up. They were supposed to be direct sequels. Like you could tell because like, okay, one and two specifically both have Ashley Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And then uh, from two to three, it's the the tower. The tower at Mm -hmm. the end of two gets bought by the guy with the bar in three. And then at the end, the building is the link for them. Yeah, yeah. These four that we just watched don't have any connective tissue. Yeah. Not to each other and not really. With the exception of Hellseeker. Yes. But that's only because the character is in it for a minute. Yep. (laughs) The most important character from the beginning of the series. And in her words, uh, what did she say? And they paid me enough to make a down payment on my refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) She was unhappy with that whole experience. I mean, that. Yeah. If you. It's like. I mean, I'm going to probably bring this comparison up a few times throughout this <laughs> chat, but it's like a new nightmare. Yeah. The nightmare on Elm Street. Like if you bring back Nancy, you don't just put her in there for two seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what they did here is like they yeah. bring back their Nancy and they <laughs> say like, oh, yeah, the movie's kind of all about you, but you get to say like two things. Yeah. Right. And that's it. I also want to say. She's very good when she's in it. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I was oh, like nothing yeah. about her role in that film or that storyline like made that film worse no. if anything it made yeah. me wish the movie was more oh yeah that. the the yeah. ending is like good interesting like kind of fits with the lore of previous ones in the way that plenty of the sequels don't mm-hmm. uh but then it's just the movie that led up to that ending <laughs> right doesn't work that out like the ending of hellseeker and debtor for me i had the exact same reaction where they introduced this plot line that was not present in the rest of the movie, (laughs) and then they launch into it like that was the point of the whole movie, was this important thing that we never told you about, but is super cool, and now now the movie's over. Especially (laughs) Debtor. With Hellseeker, we get the whole thing of, like, Kirstie, like, she planned all of this stuff that we're seeing because Mm -hmm. she made a deal with the Cenobites. That's a cool concept. And in uh, Debtor, we get this, like, hinted at war between this... Winter. Superhuman winter man uh, (laughs) and the Cenobites. And I'm like, that also sounds like a pretty cool concept. Yeah, that sounds like a different movie we didn't see today. (laughs) No, we see them interacting completely separately. And then in one line, Pinhead's like, by the way, we've been at war. Thank you for helping me. (laughs) uh, uh, That movie, I did not like Detter. 
uh, at all. I thought, yeah. Man, but, I, like, the first half Cenobites of Debtor is definitely my favorite. some shoeless <laughs> rando. Like, he's just like this really, oh, hi, I'm a late 90s dude or whatever. <laughs> I'm fighting Cenobites now or, yeah. Played by the most boring man. <laughs> so boring. That whole movie was really He looks boring. like a lost London brother. <laughs> who, no, no, I don't know if that, that lands with anyone. <laughs> Landed with Tuna. Um, oh. There's twin brothers. I think like Jeremy and... Justin? Lund- something. Some, something. Jackson? They, one of them is from Joseph. Mallrats, and then other one was in something else. Jehoshaphat. But he yeah. looks very much like he's like the older weird brother of them. That you're just <laughs> like, oh, you also acted? And he's like, once in one movie, and I was very bad. <laughs> but yeah, like he... It's it's a common problem with these. Uh, I think Inferno has the same issue of like, you give us so much time to spend with this character and you couldn't cast someone interesting. Or write them as interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Like Inferno has the, we, instead of showing you things, we're going to tell you, we're going to, he's smart. No, really. Watch him beat a dude at chess while people are playing basketball. And also, he oh, talks about crossword puzzles. Like, and also, he what? can do magic. And also, he knows random like word things that his partners just ask him about randomly. Yeah, but we never see him do good detective work for the rest of the movie. Nah. <laughs> like, wouldn't that have been a better way to show us that he's smart? No, we're just going to make sure you absolutely hate this main character so that yeah. way we can spend the rest of the movie with him. On my, like, on my notes, the first thing that I wrote for Inferno was terrible, dumb, jerk detective. <laughs> I wrote, this guy is what a 12-year-old who secretly watched R-rated movies thought was a cool cop. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is directed by Scott Derrickson, who uh, co-written and directed by Scott Derrickson, who co-wrote and directed and I believe wrote and directed uh, wrote and is directing the new Doctor Strange. And uh, he did actually one of my favorite horror movies called The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is more of a thriller than a horror. But um, I, I think he's a very talented director. And I don't think the directing is the problem with this movie, especially for a two million dollar movie. Um, I think that the script is a problem with it. It's 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 messy, but yeah. um, but I don't want to go too far into this because I want like tuna. I'd like to yeah. know just okay. Overall, you saw four movies. It was what 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 you know what? It was like it was like a little <laughs> bit of a roller coaster. So I started with Inferno, and that was, ugh, that was. <laughs> a bit of a chore to get through it was especially kind of weird like i don't know if this is a first for the podcast i haven't worked with a ton of hollywood actors but i have worked with nick Turturro. yeah oh and so like seeing him on screen i was like oh i don't know how to i don't know how this is going to color my perception of the movie he wasn't in it a ton yeah. and like him as like both a person and someone i worked with i'm like like neutral mm-hmm. <laughs> so i don't think it affected it that much but man it was like I was like, okay, yeah, I can see, like, yeah, he's a pretty decent actor. Not working with great material. This other guy, like, also not working with great material. I don't know how he is as an actor, because this ain't doing anything for me. Uh, He's middle of the road. Yeah, Yeah, he was in Clyde Barker's Nightbreed, and he was okay in that. Uh, He shows up in little things occasionally, like he was a a bad guy on an episode of Psych, um, and was really good. yeah. Uh, That's where I recognize probably, him from. yeah, hundred yep. percent. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. he had a, hair, a horrible haircut in that. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, so then I then I watched Hellseeker immediately afterward, mm-hmm. and I think I don't know. I still can't tell. 
Inferno left such a bad taste in my mouth that I feel like I was not in a good place to start Hellseeker. Mm. But I was like, oh, like the best actor in the series so far is back. Kersey uh, came back for that yeah. one. Yep. Um, and also immediately it was the eliminated from Brooklyn from the movie. Nine-Nine. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, like maybe I'll give this a shot. And it was like, it was one of those where going through, it was like, yeah, this could have been a much better movie, but that, I don't know. I did not like it until the twist ending. And then I was like, oh, this solves the problem. The only problem I had with the first one, really, which was the, like, way back in Hellraiser 1 where Pinhead was like, oh, I've made a deal with Kirsty, And now I'm going to go back on it for no real reason. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, well, that sucks. That, like, <laughs> like I don't like that part. It wasn't done in a satisfying way. So then this time she actually does get the deal and it's like, oh, okay. I'm like, yes. And also it's like a weird twist on her character where it's like, oh, now she's the one like sacrificing people <laughs> instead of avoiding that. Like years later, she's like, I'm having, I'm in a shitty marriage. I could call my old friends yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> take care of this yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Hey, I, Penny, yeah. Uh, what's up? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, but the movie's played like, I don't know, I liked that part of it because it was played where I still think she was the good guy in the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he like, was I'm a like, prick. Yeah, he yeah. was a prick. And, and like, like the, specifically seeking out the box. Yeah. And, yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, that, oh, yeah. He like, which, he got it for her as a present. Quote, yeah. present. Which definitely makes it sort of seem like he had she had told him mm-hmm. about what had happened oh, and he was like hey here you go because he had a plot to get rid of her so he probably thought this would be a great way of doing it remember when your skinless <laughs> uncle murdered your dad yeah here's a, here's a thing to remind you of that well he yeah. made the comment about how she didn't talk about her past so i thought that this was just like because the creepy guy in the basement was like oh here's your solution to get rid- getting rid of your wife mm-hmm. mm. i thought he just gave it to her not knowing exactly oh, what it was i mean that's it, that's probably it, what they're going for because yeah, i can't imagine thinking her reaction would be anything other than what it was which was like viscerally upset yeah played very well she did but a very good job if we look at his performance like so he's videotaping yeah, that's all of true. this yeah um and he's just like just open the box like he's yeah. very you know yeah. he's very much like just just do it just yeah. do it right you know so which i think which is the one better the, the big problem i have with this movie is he didn't get amnesia yeah, well, no, got nothing is a real. Different personality. <laughs> yeah, because the guy who gave her the box was a prick and wanted to kill her and was like yeah. mean about everything. Mm. The guy who came out of the car wreck, kind of nice, jovial, you know. Because right. we're in his I, head, Nick. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how, how he, he sees himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's oh, not the bad guy. This is a good yeah. movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that ending turned it around for me, and then I went into Debtor, which was one of those where it's like, oh, this is an interesting concept. But then about the time they got to the scene where, like, she's got the knife in her back mm-hmm. poking <laughs> up through the front of her. And it just goes on and on and on. And she's like, she'll, like, reach back and she's screaming about the thing in her back. And then it's like, okay, you can't reach it. And then she, like, stops for a second. And then she starts over <laughs> again. And it's like they played through the scene three different ways as, like, okay, give us some options. And then they were like fuck it let's use all of them like yeah. go every one of them Gotta right in a row that time oh, get to that 90 minute mark 90 yeah. minutes exactly and it was that was about the time where i was like you know i have some laundry i can do while i'm watching this <laughs> so then i finished that i was not i don't know i was not into it it reminded me 
I want to like uh, couch this comparison in that I recognize there's a severe quality difference regardless. Citizen Kane. No. <laughs> It like had some like Joss Whedon-y kind of stuff to it. It felt like a little bit. Oh yeah, bit. it did. I could yeah. see that. Yeah, and I'm just super not into Joss Whedon's stuff. So like that also did not play well for me. Like, I am. Granted, so. you're right. And I I recognize that Joss Whedon, even if I like, regardless of my feelings for him, is not on this level of filmmaking. I mean, there are times he gets close. <laughs> like, right. Look, I like but, a lot of what he's yeah. done. I'm not saying the man's a perfect filmmaker or t- or or television maker. Like, he's made some stuff that I've gone, what the fuck? Right. Why, yeah. why in God's name? But even, like, the, one of the things I'm not a fan of in his work is, like, the one-liners and stuff that have to end, like, every fucking scene and, like, just constant one-liners, which mm-hmm. I get some people are into them. And I know he's definitely better at writing them, but like when they're watching the very first videotape and she's like, someone tell me this is a special effect. It's like, who wrote that and thought Mm -hmm. this is like a badass one liner that she should just spout off? Like, oh, it's meta or something? Like, no, you're just pointing out, like, how bad your special effects are. I don't know. Stuff like that all throughout. So I did not like that one either. And then Hell World, by the time we got to that, I was like, oh, here's just the most generic slasher movie. Hmm. What did I say, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everything. And then the. You said it was like the most mid mid 2000s generic horror slasher film. And it's It's like, yeah, no, it's like everything is there. I felt like I had watched it before because I've seen so many parodies of that kind of movie that it's like, oh, yeah, this is just like one of those parodies only without jokes. Yeah. Just like doing funny parody. No, there are some jokes in there. They're just not. Yeah, not great ones. It felt like. Can you hear me now thing? Oh, yes. The very good. Where he grabs a cell phone and just goes can you hear me now can you hear me now yep. and then smiles and yep. none of his friends react yeah. we don't react because it's bad but it also is just like what he's so is, alone there the joke is that like so okay alone. we have cell phones so i'm gonna do the cell yep. phone commercial just, now uh, yeah. yeah top to bottom it felt like it felt like a children's show. It felt like Wishbone got the, <laughs> the Hellraiser <laughs> license, and they were like, well, oh we got to do I something with it. I want to see so Wishbone with pins in his face. Yeah, yeah. but like... Uh, I want to see a skinless dog crawl out of the floorboards. <laughs> right. But well, just all the terrible... And then, like, the worst part was the ending scene where he's sitting there, like, describing how all of their deaths are like, oh, this is this is how you're ironically dying, like... Oh yeah, the the there was a big info dump. Yeah, one it's like we okay, had it figured out. We know what's happening. Yeah, here's all the subtext. Like, guess what? It's text now, baby. Like, <laughs> yeah. This will oh, fill up another I, twenty I took minutes. All that space from between the lines earlier, and I added an extra chapter at the end. Yeah, it's just the space. Oh, I yeah. So yeah. it it left me on a bad bad note. I kind of wish I had watched Hellseeker last because I feel like I would reflect better upon the series. Especially realizing that there's no. It doesn't matter what order you watch yeah. these for. No, right. That yeah. is a weird thing. It yeah. really does not matter. No, yeah, no. no bearing Next time whatsoever. you do you do this, uh, you should have all the people watch it, each person in a different order, and see if it changes. Whatever oh. order you like. See who enjoys it yeah. the most. Oh, this is like when Tool, if you rearrange all the tracks on Lateralis, and like... Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we're doing the hatchet right. cut of Hellraiser. We're going to watch all of them in a slightly different order. But I, I, I need to point out the cast in this movie. Oh, yeah. We so, have of the star Hell, Hellraiser okay. Hellworld has a hell of a cast. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, okay, That's so probably what the poster uh, said. <laughs> so we'll start with Lance Henriksen, horror he's royalty. The best time. He's right. doing great. I I liked him in here just fine. <laughs> Sometimes his character just like randomly pops up, and he's just like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't give so him a line. They're just like, all yeah. right, you're surprising them as they come around the corner. He's just like, hey. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Winnick, uh, who I actually I think she's good in here. Uh, she's not given a lot to do. She played Chelsea. <laughs> yes, she okay. played Chelsea, and she is in Vikings. Because I have the <laughs> IMDb. Okay, yeah. they say um, her name a lot. Yeah, okay, yeah, because they yell at each other like over the phone yeah. a lot. Chelsea, oh, so, oh, her. Okay, yes. Yeah, uh, she would go she's, on to be in Vikings as one of the most badass warrior women. Nice. I mean, and she's oh. got like cool ass makeup in it and everything, so she's really good. Um, Kari Payton played Derek. He was the guy with asthma. Right. Um, okay. He's interesting. He's shown up in The Walking Dead. He's done a bunch of other stuff, but he's most known for doing one of my favorite cartoons. He does the voice of Cyborg in Teen Titans Go. Oh, nice. Oh. And he's done... Oh, crazy. Yeah. That's funny. Like, it's one of the most unique voice actors. Mm-hmm. Like, he does a bunch of stuff, but I love his I love oh, his take wow. on Cyborg. Yeah. So we had Cyborg See, like, and, spoiler, Superman and... <laughs> in the same movie? And we had Henry need, Cavill. I might need to change what my rating is on this one, because <laughs> clearly it's... Yeah, <laughs> clearly this was in the DCEU. Uh, yeah, yeah, baby Henry Cavill is in this, being more charming. As, he has this so is much, Sarah, so much more charisma than he does as Superman. Yeah, it's, it's weird, movie. right? Yeah, like no. he's clearly a worse actor <laughs> in this than he is well, in anything and, else. I mean, the part they've given him is as like this, you know, just sexed up, yeah, yeah, dork. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also like I think they're all supposed to be like. Uh, teenagers? No, I think it's they're unclear. early twenties. I figured I like think college freshmen. They're kinda. yeah, they're all supposed to be good-looking, fun, outgoing people who are also really into an MMORPG, and so they're trying so <laughs> hard Hellraiser. to do both yeah. of those at the same time, and that's a lot for acting. Except one of them who got out of it. So long ago. Yeah. The moodiest of them I all. I can't believe yeah, right. you guys still play that, especially after, what happened? <laughs> what happened to Adam? Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, an amazing cast, though. Like, th- yeah. this is for yeah. four, these four movies. Oh, yeah. Like, this, oh, is a, right. yeah. this is a hell of a cast they put together. And yeah. So it's impressive. Every um, time you say hell, it's kind of a wordplay now. Yeah. Every time. Hella. It was a hella cast. No, that's way worse. Um, I'm from the 90s, you guys. Uh, yeah, this is the hella razor. <laughs> that's going to be that's oh, going to be the title of this it's, episode. Oh, the wishbone it's a- one. <gasps> wishbone heck razor. Yay! Perfect. You cracked it. Yeah. So, Tuna, did you have a favorite? Oh, yeah. Hellseeker, for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then, did you have a least favorite, or were the other three just... Uh, No, they were all pretty dire. (laughs) Okay. That's... Yeah. All right, Sarah, what was your experience? Okay. Yeah. So, I I watched them in uh, almost the... The only thing just the last I, two are swapped, I switched right? the last two. So But that's how I originally watched them too. Yeah, so So it's fine. Maybe you guys are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the movies don't change in quality. They're no. still gonna be yeah, just and as they bad. don't follow one another no. at all. Um Yeah, yeah, watch the first one. It was dumb and <laughs> all of them in general have that thing that's so lazy. I, we already kind of said this, that like the movie goes on 
and things are confusing and weird for weird sake. And then at the end, the movie, sometimes even characters in character say nothing makes sense and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's just how it is, audience. Yeah. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Which is like... Pinhead says that to another character at one point. Like, human beings always want things to make sense. Lame. (laughs) (laughs) Lame. And then one of the other ones, someone, like, pretty much says that as well. I think it's in Hellseeker. I think, uh, what's his, I don't even remember his name. The the insurance salesman guy. Yeah, Mayhem. Mayhem says that. Slash Vulture, slash Dennis Duffy, slash... Hey David dummies! Something it's winters. Not supposed to make I don't know. Sense. Yeah, we yeah. We, we yeah. looked his his real name up like five minutes ago, and we already <laughs> yeah. forgot it. Yeah, Dean Winters. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The one. yeah. Uh, but he, yeah, when he's like, he's one of these times he's talking to the cop, and he's just like, I don't understand anything. Nothing makes sense, and the audience is nodding along, going, Yeah, nothing. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not yeah. in a fun way. Not in a fun no. way. No, nothing makes sense. No. Um, yeah, the first one, uh, when I watched it, I actually tried to write down uh, things in a plus column for this one. I was, it was the first one yeah. of this whole You still whole had thing. like hopes and dreams. I dream. was hoping yeah. that maybe there would be some good things in each of these. Uh, so for the first one, I uh, I was glad that there was no Cenobite backstory for any of them. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was just, they're there. They're weird. Watch out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Saturday morning Cenobites. <laughs> yeah. yes. They're there. That's a cereal. Oh man. Um, there were some good effects in it like i i thought the best like scene in the whole in that whole movie is when the two twins yeah. are there and they put their hands under his skin mm-hmm. and they're oh, feeling yeah. around yeah. and like and it's like this is a hellraiser moment <laughs> yeah it's like painful but also maybe pleasurable it's a weird kink someone might have <laughs> it's like Yes, this is what I would want these movies to be. Yeah. And this is like the only scene where that happens. Well, and I add in, there's a really great effect either right before that. I think it's right before mm-hmm. that where uh, half a chatterer. Oh, yeah. Climbs yeah. up the stairs yeah. like that. that. It's creepy that as hell. That dude is good. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. I like those. Um, the... I wrote in this, uh, which probably this will come back later when we talk about real goods, but uh, I just wrote, it's trying to be Jacob's Ladder. You're right. Which yeah. I think all of these on some level wish they were Jacob's Ladder. Oh, and definitely Hellseeker and, yeah. and Inferno. No, totally. Those two yeah. are yeah. like... I just yeah. saw Jacob's Ladder, yo. Right. Yeah. yeah, you were talking about David Lynch. I was thinking Jacob's Ladder. You're thinking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. kind of movie yeah. I wanted to make after the first time I saw it too. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And these it's people were like, do. "What if we just made it?" Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Only not as good. Yeah. 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 This one, uh, the first one did. I think it's the first one. Inferno. These all smushed together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wrote Hat Boys at the Poker Room. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. It's the like, Cowboy Bar. Yeah, they're trying. <laughs> like that was very much a. We've seen some David Lynch films. Yeah. Let's try to have a scene like they have in those. <laughs> Which is weird, though, because... It doesn't come up again. It's just random. It meets a cowboy that you're obviously supposed to be thinking of the giant uh, from Twin Peaks. And then there's no... Nothing has nothing in the whole movie has any bearing on anything else, and so that scene especially feels out of keeping with the whole rest of the movie. And yeah, well, two things with that. Uh-huh. One, I find it odd. It 
to me, relates directly to Mulholland Drive. Mm. Hmm. Mulholland Drive came out a year after this. So that's Whoa. so yeah, that's Lynch just your is mind. the thief. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when. I don't know. Actually, no. I think they came out the same year. It's, it's there's a weird. I think mm. they're both two thousand. Anyway, um, but the guy who played that really tall cowboy was a mm. guy I recognized from Fight Club and other places. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that guy. He he shows up and he's always odd. Um, <laughs> but my favorite thing was Matt texting me. Yeah. Oh man! I just I just texted you. Why are there cowboys? <laughs> and cowboys and you said, had ninjas with them. Well, that's like, what he, later. <laughs> which <laughs> Nick's uh, response to me was like, "You should be asking why aren't there more cowboys?" <laughs> and I said, "That is never a question I'm asking." <laughs> and when then, the cowboys aren't on screen, we should be asking, "Where are the cowboys?" Well, he said, "Kung Fu cowboys," and I said, <laughs> "Yes, even worse." Yeah. No. And then, like, wait, is the time period right for this? Would they just start playing? Where have all the cowboys gone? Oh, they could have, uh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> We're like, where all the cowboys come from? They couldn't get the <laughs> like, license for that, I'm certain. The they bar didn't even money. look like traditionally like Western or anything. Like, no. You didn't like walk up to just saloon. Your dark room full of cowboys. Again, it feels like it's ripping off Lynch. Yeah. yeah. It feels it's like a weird role play bar. That's like, you, yeah. all right, you paid your fee, you know yeah. the deal, you get to show up yep. dressed as a cowboy, no same sex. character, there, no sex. There's yeah. no sex, it's just yeah. you dress up as a cowboy and everybody's very happy yeah. about that. Do yeah. not, and quiet. Yeah, there's going to be a guy. silent, silent place. <laughs> me a guy here, we're going to call him the engineer. Do not stare at him. <laughs> Do not look at him. <laughs> He's not like it. I will say that the one thing that will, would ever get me to watch another Hellraiser movie after this experience <laughs> mm-hmm. is if Sam Elliott played Pinhead. <laughs> but he still has the mustache. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, with the mustache. <laughs> he does like Cesar Romero style, where he paints over the mustache. I have such sights to show you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what Big Lebowski is really. <laughs> None of that in the middle actually happens. Oh, we cracked the code. Oh, God. Oh man. If he lifted up his hat, it's just pins under there. <laughs> oh dang. Oh my God. That's all. Now, whenever I see Sam Elliott, that's all I'm going to think about. He's actually pinhead in this. Movie. In every movie he's in. That makes the Golden Compass better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Sarah, continue. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So then there were other movies. Uh, there sure were. After Inferno, Hellseeker just seemed so much better, even though it was still like dumbly, mm. I don't make sense. The ending is really interesting and feels like the sort of thing they should be doing if you're making sequels to Hellraiser. Uh, But the rest of the movie isn't that. Um, Yeah. Uh, Not enough Cenobites, I wrote. Um, But yeah, that was pretty much all I wrote down for. Boring, it's a dream confusion, I wrote. For sure. Uh, Then I saw Hellworld. Which is not the order everyone watched it in. That's fine. Um, but uh, after those two movies, I was like, this is fun. <laughs> this, like, for me, bad movies, I like it when it feels like I am having some fun watching it. Sure. And the people making it, obviously, were having some fun. Lens Hend- Hendrickson, he's having a great time. <laughs> he's like, wait, I get to be at a like in party scenes all the time I get to menace some dumb kids (laughs) and then I can just like pop up and say weird stuff 
Yes. In my own clothes, most likely. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he looks so at home and comfortable. He's having the best time. Yeah. yeah. That was actually his house, probably. Oh, yeah, that's how he got to use it. Yeah. yeah. You could probably get a big old house cheap in Romania. Probably. Yeah. Totally. More power to him. Yeah. This film, uh, I wrote it uh, definitely, they had watched a lot of Buffy. And they wanted it to be that. Yeah. So they got a blonde and put her in leather pants and had her, like, you know, flip a dude over or kick a oh, guy. Oh, yeah. She's like a martial artist for no reason. Ran, and in one yeah. scene. Two yeah. scenes. Two scenes. Oh, okay, she yeah. kicks Lance Hendrickson over the balcony. Which is pretty cool. Which was bonkers. Like, yeah. she, there was a weird tone problem where sometimes she seemed very much like, this is real, I am in danger, this mm-hmm. is very bad. And then there were scenes where she was like, this is all bogus, yeah. nothing is real that here. That was so confusing to me. And it's like, did they do this out of order when they <laughs> edited it? My- because sometimes she is worried, and sometimes she's like, whatever. My favorite is when like her and Jake have a phone call like near the end of the movie, and they're both sort of like piecing things together yeah. of like, mm-hmm. no, it's hallucinations, this is not yeah. happening, this yeah. is not real. And then immediately he's like, but I'm going to come save you. And you're like, yeah. you just, yeah, you just said none of this is real. It's not yeah. happening. Yeah. But yet you still feel the need to go save her, even though you know you can't. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. 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 No. Um, Doesn't she give him like a real weird look right after that, where she also looked like she was thinking like, what are you talking about? I, it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's I like, can't remember. It might be a Kuleshov soup kind of thing going on where I'm projecting my own emotions. <laughs> So even a blank stare from hers is like, you idiot. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. The, um, uh, I was glad that lightning, little lightning effects were back on the lament configuration. Mm, I was glad yeah. to see that. You know? <laughs> it much better this time, too. Yeah, the yeah, quality seeing, was really up. You know, seeing some of the old favorites come back there for a second. <laughs> uh, that I was baffling that uh, so many times in this film, they the kids, they put their hands on their hips and they're like, wait a second, that's not how Hellraiser works. This, yeah. is, this doesn't follow the rules. And Which, I, to be fair, like, looking back and you're like, oh, right, it was what a dad thought his son's video game <laughs> oh, was. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you're like, yeah, but, if you asked my dad to describe Halo or Overwatch or, like, a video game that I've played, he'd be like, ah, I was probably, like, Spaceman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but at the you same time, I've, uh, I've seen all these now. There are no rules that are strictly followed in any of these things, so it's weird to have characters in it say, hey, hey, now, the rules <laughs> are thus. Sarah? Yeah. Debtor. Okay, debtor. Uh, man, this one is fighting the bottom for me with uh, with Inferno. Like, I thought, I think it's because it was after watching all the other ones. I think it's a primacy latency. You know, like the last one, you're so beat down from all of them that you're like, there's one more, you horrible monsters. (laughs) She was talking to Nick. (laughs) I am multiple monsters. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So multiple monsters in a trench coat. (laughs) (laughs) Making us watch horrible movies. (laughs) I wobble around as I walk. Pleasure and pain. I have a broom for one hand. That's why you (laughs) only wear really long trench coats. Yeah. least interesting Cenobite. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's like it's like death in um in Scrooge. You open it up and there's just a rib cage full of TVs and like little monsters. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. That's if, if you've never seen a picture of Nick, that's what he looks right. like. That's, yeah. <laughs> I, that's why I don't take a lot of pictures. Yeah. Podcast. I'm very sensitive about it. Um. Yeah. So Detter, I thought was really pretty dumb. The plot is really thin. The whole movie just felt really boring to me and mostly full of padding. Like everything takes 10 times longer than it should and there's just like a lot of wasted time and the whole like weird oh man what year is it we got to make this current for the kids let's have a rave train and have all the folks and maybe some yeah. sexy sex in it and i mean yeah, you say just... the words rave train like it's a bad thing sarah <laughs> oh man and then how and it's weird it's like james mcavoy's character from atomic blonde is at the end of the train and it, it am I the only one who's seen it? Yep. No, thing? I saw it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. like this weird British guy in Romania. Yeah. No, everyone speaks English in Romania for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The yeah. the location is so unimportant in all of these movies well, it, that accents can just be it, mixed and matched. It brings it back to the first one. What country <laughs> does it take hell place? Are we? That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, this this is the only one though where she really says because she really says we're sending you here and she goes yeah. Romania. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that at is, least yeah. we know where it's supposed to be. Because they were worried people would see those signs and be like, "What language is this? <laughs> 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 where are we, Hellraiser?" Deader. Um, yeah, the my main like, other than it being real dang slow, like this one just didn't make any darn sense. Like, why? You really bring out the profanities. God. Gosh dang it! <laughs> Had to watch Heckraiser movies. This yeah. Crim Cram movie. <laughs> it like I don't know. Just this one. It talked more about you know the lament configuration and this were descended from the dude who made it and all that so they're trying to make it about hellraiser it's a hellraiser and but why why do they want to open the box why has no one in your cult been able to open the box all the other movies people open the dang box all the dang time (laughs) the chosen one Sarah (laughs) not until now well Uh, we have just witnessed all of the chosen ones (laughs) there was a chosen seven (laughs) oh my gosh um yeah and then like her her flashbacks are black and white and art. It's my art film. I was able to put it into a movie. <laughs> but then all of her flashbacks to earlier in the same movie we're watching are also suddenly in black and white. And that's just more padding. Let's show you part of the movie you already saw again, you know, from 20 minutes ago. Here, you- yeah. And it's just nothing made sense. Why did killing herself mean she didn't go to hell? Like, with the Cenobites? That's not a thing. Like, yeah, that bugged me. Yeah. Okay. So would you say that's your least favorite? I think so. I think I'll, I'll come down and I'll say that Detter Detter is the one that I enjoyed the least. Okay. Yeah. And favorite? Uh, probably Hellworld. Because it's fun. They're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. All these other movies took themselves so darn seriously. I would also say Hellworld is the best looking. It looks good. It's well, it's well shot. I disagree. Really? It, yeah. Okay. I don't it know. It looks like a TV show to me. I guess it yeah. looked clean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because, um, like, Inferno looked like god-awful trash. It did look like, it, Yeah. Like, yes. It but looks, he's in hell. 
it looks like it's like uh, six, seven years older than it actually is. Yes. Like, if you told me thing. that movie came out in like 94, I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes oh, sense. I totally yeah. thought it was 95 until I... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has a griminess about it. Yeah. yeah. That's not like intentional. No. no. It's like <laughs> yeah, the it's film just, stock. That unwanted 90s like, yeah. grime. I know. Yeah, I looked it up and I was like, this came out right before Shrek? Like, what the heck? <laughs> this doesn't look anything way like Shrek. <laughs> the CG in this movie is not up to Shrek levels. <laughs> oh, the one donkey. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm glad there wasn't. That would have been terrible. Poor donkey. If the ice cream man just had a donkey friend? I'm sorry. <laughs> donkey. Yeah. What if yeah. the ice cream man just had a donkey friend? <laughs> yeah. People don't know what we're talking yeah. about with the I ice cream mean, man. In some ways. Oh, there's an ice cream man in front of him. I thought you were going to say he... with donkey. I was like, Shrek is popular, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I've, people, I, yeah. I've only seen one Shrek, and I know pretty much everything that happens in all of them. But, like, so Shrek, totally very sure. popular. Ice cream man in here? Nobody knows yeah. what we're talking about. I feel like it would have made just as much sense if he had spoken with a donkey multiple times <laughs> in that film. Yeah. But then the donkey would have to be killed. It's true. And people would it's think true. he killed the donkey. They would. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. the only one who said it could talk, so... <laughs> <laughs> I swear, the donkey told me where to find the kid fingers. It's like, oh, okay. why won't you believe this? Yeah. Yep. Of course. Stop. Just as much sense. <laughs> All right, Matt. My turn. What was your overall experience? Uh, thankfully, we've talked about a lot of the things yeah. already. Yeah. So, uh, oh, mine's gonna be real quick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like that it's actually filtering down this way, so we have like less <laughs> things to have to say. Uh, Inferno, yeah, did not like starting off this series of the four Hellraiser films. I was not excited to jump into the <laughs> really? series again uh, after my. Distaste. I legitimately felt bad for you guys. <laughs> I did. I felt because yeah. I. It, I mean, you had had these movies for a while. But I still, I know how we all do things. And, you know, you have other shit you got to take care of in your life. Yeah. yeah. And I did feel bad that it's like, ah, oh, this is four movies. Oh, no, I'm we like so all watch them in one week when we had yeah, like well, literally like two months of I notice. Mean, yeah. If you're going to have to talk about it, like if I had watched all these movies right when, you know, yeah. you were like, oh, yeah, in the next two months you need to watch them. If right. I had watched them all then, I'd be like. I don't remember what happened. I have notes and they don't make sense. Yes. I <laughs> Were these real the... movies? <laughs> I had forgotten twist. we already <laughs> watched the space station oh. one. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I was talking to somebody about it and I was like, oh, yeah. And like, I guess one of them's going to be on a space station. And like, because <laughs> I remember us having that conversation. Yeah. And it wasn't until partway through Hellseeker that I was like, oh, I already watched the <laughs> space station one, didn't I? So forgettable. And I remember it so much more fondly than I feel like I did at the time. That is my thing that I found. I, I almost wanted to go back and listen to all four episodes of the podcast that we did <laughs> yeah. to hear my thoughts. To because remind you that the other ones were bad too because now... <laughs> yeah, kind like, of. Like to remind yeah. myself if that like my feelings on those and like which ones I disliked and mm -hmm. why because these ones are so disjointed from the lore and the plot of those other ones yeah. that... It almost feels like a different series a little bit. Yeah. And so I was judging those very like, like based on each other a lot. Mm -hmm. Those first four, I was like, oh, well, this didn't do what the last one did. So I liked it more or whatever. Yeah. And I felt like I was judging a franchise fairly. Whereas <laughs> yeah. like judging these like based on the previous four that we've seen doesn't feel like it makes sense because yeah. it's just happens to have the same pinhead man in it. Yeah. Whereas, like, most of the lore doesn't directly connect other than there's a box. Don't open it. And that's about it. 
everything else, like there's (laughs) lots of rules that are broken or intentionally made confusing Mm -hmm. so that the character is confused and so are we because this person who wrote the movie didn't have an ending in mind. Yeah. Um, So that was like, to start off with Inferno, which uh, was just boring, hated the main character, (laughs) didn't want to like continue watching it. Like I think Tuna had said like, this was just like, oh, okay, I gotta, gotta get through these. This is gonna be quite the ride. This is bad. Like, this, gotta muscle through it. Yeah, it it felt like it was gonna take a lot of work to get through these next four. Which I was glad they weren't all like Inferno because that would have yeah. been a rough four movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we've talked about a lot of the critiques of it. But the that the fact that it ended the way it did and it some of my notes in my. Uh, plot synopsis were, I had to look up on Wikipedia because they weren't clear in the movie necessarily like apparently and maybe they say this in the film and I just phew, blanked out but like the kid that he's hunting for is, is supposed to be himself. his innocence yeah. like, his, na- like yeah. his naive side and then the engineer is his more whatever side Sadistic. Yeah. Mm. so it's like yeah. the two sides of his experience through life mm. Bleh. Yeah. Um, yep. But that's yep. not something that you is very clearly stated, yeah, and yeah. then they just like flash to him. Match. Yeah. But then it just like flashes to him in an asylum, and they're like, "Yeah, it's you're welcome to hell." <laughs> um, so then we move on to. <laughs> so then we move on to Hellseeker, which I think has the best opening credits of any of these. I don't uh, remember it has like a, a CGI like 3D puzzle box kind of just oh, moving yeah. around a little bit, which was more interesting than the average Hellraiser thing. So I was like, starting off, I was like, all right, we got some more money. Let's see where this goes. I didn't know it was only $1 million more, which apparently went all into the opening credits. Apparently. (laughs) Um, But like watching that one, I really liked like the first five minutes or so, maybe first 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I kind of like this guy. Before, like, I think yeah. because I had just watched Inferno, I was like, I hated yeah, that guy no. so much. Yeah. This guy's yeah. way more Makes charming. Him seem great. Yeah, and yeah. like, I'm okay with the like amnesia. Right. Even the the thing that both these movies do, where it's like maybe he's the killer, but he's our main character. He couldn't be the bad guy, but maybe mm-hmm. he is. I'm kind of okay with that sort of mystery going throughout the movie if it's handled well. <laughs> yeah. uh, this movie about uh, 20 minutes in starts to exhaust me. Because of all the flashes to yeah. the past or yeah. what he thinks he's seeing in hallucinations or what. And nothing's explained. He's confused. We're confused. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, it made me not want to try and figure it out anymore. And so suddenly I'm just, I think I texted Nick this, too, of just, like, I like the idea here, but it's exhausting. Oh, like, yeah. watching this film exhausted me. And I was just done. Like, <laughs> half hour in, right. I'm just like, stop. Please stop. Yeah. And then so to get to the end and find that like wasted Kirstie story tacked onto the end, I'm like, oh, that would have been better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let me yeah. see the Kirstie thing or at least give hints throughout. Mm-hmm. Like, have little things happen where it's like, wait, what? Like, he has these little <laughs> yeah. moments where he yeah, like realizes totally. like Kirstie's more involved than he thinks. Whereas mm-hmm. we're just along for this confusing ride until we find out at the end that he died and she's the planner of it. I don't know. Yeah. I walked out of that one really like disappointed. Yeah. The exhausting thing is like on point. Cause I remember the, f- I think it might be one of the first hallucinations, not the very first one, but one of the first where his boss comes over and like wants to have sex with him on the chair and there's the camcorder. Yeah. And he makes her leave 
And then he gets up and the camcorder is still recording as if they are there continuing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even to the point like he can wave his hand in front of it. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's a cool concept. Yeah, like, it's a cool This effect. is a cool scene. And like he, then he freaks out because she starts getting murdered on camera even though yeah. it's he can't not see there. her in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. he's like moving the camera around in the scene and like filming this invisible thing. I'm like that's cool. But then by the time you get to the 70th like okay a thing's happening that's clearly going to not be real in about 30 seconds yeah i know like i was so excited when they had the scene where he's in the ambulance and they're like you passed out on the bus and now we're going to the hospital i was Mm -hmm. like oh my god that explains so much something that made sense (laughs) i understand maybe i got a handle on this movie but no that was also not real that was also wrong (laughs) i feel like they do that both i think they do that in like debtor as well i don't remember a specific moment but i think there's like a couple of those types of things of just like they do the wake up moment and you're like oh Thank God we realized what was going on. And then it's like, nope, that was fake too. Gotcha. (laughs) You think you can calibrate like what to expect from here on out. You're like, okay, movie, we're in this. No, guess not. Fine. Whatever. (laughs) Um, So yeah, next I will talk about the order. I watched them, which was Deader, was next in my order. And I... Sarah and I have disagreed before on this podcast, specifically about Hellraiser films. And... You and I could not be at more polar opposites Whoa, on a Hellraiser film. Whoa, you thought it was film. riveting? The first hour, yes. Wow. The first, well, <laughs> the first 40 minutes, I would say, I, the slow pacing, uh-huh. absolutely loved it. Like, oh. this was, for me, if, <laughs> my the best case scenario for me with this movie uh-huh. is that no other Hellraiser movie besides the first two have been made. Okay. And then, like, 15 years later, this movie comes out as like uh, an extension of the franchise. This feels to me like a perfect sort of rebooting of these characters into a thing because one, you give a journalist being the main mm-hmm. character allows you allows her as a character like to do the a lot third of movie? Hmm? Like the third movie? <laughs> Better. <laughs> uh, oh god, she was, wasn't yeah. she? <laughs> but my my point is going to be like the same about both those movies is and the reason I liked the third one yeah, you liked the is third because one too. <laughs> you give the character a reason to do the dumb things mm. and to get into these situations that when other characters get into them we're just like stop it you dummy, don't <laughs> yeah. do that. When, like, her job is to find out the lore and find out this story and dig deeper, always be, like, be digging deeper, we're like, okay, yeah, it makes sense that she would do that. It makes mm-hmm. sense that she would go mm-hmm. in that locked building. Yeah. It makes sense that she would pry this box from this dead woman's hand <laughs> yeah. a little bit. It, it doesn't as much in that one scene because she's flinching and trying to get a piece of paper from, like, the, the other side of this dead body yeah. and that she doesn't want to touch. And then immediately afterwards prize something from her oh, hand yeah, and I'm like yeah. no, totally. you just were avoiding touching that body and now you're getting all in those fingers yeah yeah. here's my problem then, yeah Th- then uh-huh. the, the the dead body starts yelling at her yeah cause it's deader and she just <laughs> runs away in reality clearly that woman is still alive kind of well, no, in no. reality, she's yelling at you and reaching out. That woman needs medical attention. Right. True. And you just yeah. ran the fuck away. You robbed terrifying. She, you, also, you she robbed also her. went into a crime scene 
and disturbed the crap out of it and stole things from the crime scene. I'm not a well, journalist. A crime scene, yeah, no cops knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a journalist, but um, I... Technically. Oh, oh. But she is Sarah, so yeah. she knows what she's I doing. I don't know about, like, if most journalists would... Go to a foreign country because you saw a weird VHS tape, find a dead body in a room and be like, well, I better see if there are any cool things I can take for my story (laughs) before I tell any authorities about this. I just felt so bad for her because not the main character, but the person because like in a world where that isn't Hellraiser. Oh, yeah. This person is still alive. Yeah. (laughs) Clearly. When she needs medical help (laughs) and you just ran (laughs) off. Yeah. She's a terrifying bath zombie, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize we were judging bath zombies, Matt. I will say that, like, that scene is stuck out in my mind as, like, the first point in the movie where I was just like, I don't think I can come back from this. Because the concept is, like, I actually really like the concept. Like, oh, an investigative journalist going to find a cult that, achieves mm-hmm. immortality by like brutally murdering themselves and it's like that's fascinating to me like the the tape at the beginning I'm like uh, aside from her dumbass <laughs> line over the top of it yeah. I'm like mm-hmm. okay this is a good setup like yeah I was kind of with you on it but then yeah. it's like so long and so dramatic on this scene that's reaching and it's like you know yeah. you could just like take one more step yeah there's like a whole big corner there that you could stand in like, why is this being shot so get, dramatically when it's to that clearly? Right. Well, I yeah. also think it's that thing that with if it was shot better <laughs> and like edited a little better, you can do that scene and right. make it a little bit more tension filled. Because oh, yeah. that's the problem with that is like you keep showing us the same like flat shot of her reaching and not getting any closer or not yeah. doing anything. We're just like, just fucking grab it. What? Yeah. And Do then, it. And then cutting to the like high shot mm-hmm. where there's clearly a lot of yeah. room to maneuver yeah. around the body. Sure. Like that's what kills me. But, but yeah, that it's, it's exactly that where it's like, Oh, conceptually this could work. Cause it's yeah. a creepy concept, but yeah. the execution, of like, Oh, you, the thing you need, this envelope that looks a lot like the VHS tape you already have, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. is on the other side of this dead body. Yeah. No one wants to touch a dead body, so <laughs> right. we're, we can all go, okay, yeah. If I was in her shoes, oh, yeah. I would if do my was, best to avoid that. If this was a scene in like a thing, uh, like a zombie movie, like the uh, Schwarzenegger one, where there aren't a lot of zombies, but there are still some, mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure something out, but I don't know. They don't look like they're moving, so maybe mm. I can reach <laughs> around this and oh no! <laughs> um, yeah. Also, as a small aside, film aside here the vhs tape of the cult my gosh they had a lot of coverage they had so many <laughs> angles yeah. how many cameras were <laughs> right. they were they doing to get that tape oh man they had like close-up of this close-up of the trigger close-up of this a wide shot <laughs> and extremely a like, shot <laughs> like extremely highly edited too like oh, yeah. not just like cutting to like different security cameras it was like <laughs> cut and this will be more dramatic go yeah. and it was yeah, like this is yeah. a produced video here <laughs> yeah but I will agree that it falls apart in the second half. And specifically the scene Tuna mentioned, that is exactly where I also started to go, oh no, this movie I liked is bad. They gotcha. Because like literally up until that scene, I am completely on board. Yeah, okay. I love the pacing. I love the story. I was really happy to have a slower paced thing that was focusing mm. on like one character mm-hmm. who... 
like had enough backstory that I was willing to like follow her into this world where she didn't know what she was getting into. We know a little more than her because we've seen Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like that idea of uncovering the past sort of like the story of Pinhead and this puzzle box and stuff feels like the way to reboot this kind of thing, which I know we're going to talk a lot a little bit more of when we're talking about fixing these things. But I, that would be my ideal sort of sequel to the first or second Hellraiser would be, we don't need to know what happened to the puzzle box between that one and this. We just know that it's found somewhere mysterious years and years later. And now, Hey, look, a journalist is the one to discover it. That kind of makes sense. Um, but I, yeah, the second half completely falls apart and made me very sad. Um, <laughs> that being said, like I still liked it um, because that first half to me, which I talked to Nick a little bit about, is like, it's a good movie. Like, it's not just like a good for Hellraiser. To mm-hmm. me, that first half of that movie is just good in like obviously not like <laughs> the shining like level tension <laughs> like that level of good but i would watch the rest of what i thought that movie was going to be right. um, yeah. and enjoy it uh so yeah then we get to hell world uh which again polar opposites i hated so much yeah. uh yeah, no. especially it, actually i have the opposite I problem with hell world it is yeah, the- <laughs> um, uh, yes. <laughs> Sarah Suda, the, the anti-matter. Oh, there we go. There you go. Um, but I had the opposite reaction, both with Sarah and the opposite of Detter, where the second half, I was like, all right, this is okay. But what we had to go through to get there was god awful. Like in the beginning when we have to deal with all of these teens and all of their problems and their friend dead and all this stuff, I hated all of them. I hated the scenario. I didn't get why they were making any decisions they were making at all. They didn't seem to really like each other that much. Um, But when we like killed off all the other ones and got down to just Jake and uh, Chelsea, I was like, oh, okay, this is immediately more interesting to me because I don't have to worry about all those dummies. And... We're, we have like some real conflict of like you're actually trying to help your friend mm. whereas everybody else was just like I'm gonna go do me bye <laughs> uh, like that's why most of them died was just because yeah, they yeah. went off on their own or <laughs> they weren't answering the phone from their friends or whatever it's like cool you let your friend die of asthma in a horror movie yeah. like <laughs> somehow he had the worst death in a Hellraiser <laughs> yeah. film um, but yeah things about it like I, I don't know immediately they're in a vehicle that has New York license plates on it. And then when they're driving in the montage has like European, probably Romanian plates on the same car. (laughs) Not even like long drive. I just, (laughs) I just want to, I just want to point this out. Uh I've seen all four of these movies probably six times in in their entire, you know, since I've known they existed. Your heart must be made of steel. (laughs) I've never noticed the license plates. You've never noticed the license plates. (laughs) Never noticed the license plates. See, that was like for me, part of it is figuring out where this movie's taking place. And I'm like, I don't care. It's a Hellraiser movie. It always takes place in no country. Well, but the, the, the reason I checked was because I like had noticed when they first pull up like I just noticed a license plate that looked kind of like a New York license plate. And I was like, all right. And then the montage happens right after that of them driving. And she has a giant, long, like European uh, license plate. And sure. I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that is different. Yeah. And then uh, when they get to the party, it's a New York license plate again. 
Like when they pull up, the prop department was like, all right. So I think it's yeah. like the second unit didn't have the New York license plate and they had to drive on real roads in Romania or whatever. Yeah. So they had to use a real right. plate. B unit done drop the ball. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, but I put it in my notes. License plates jumping from New York to European and back, just like the accents. <laughs> um, <laughs> because yeah. poor Henry Cavill, as charming as he is, there's a few sections in this movie where I'm like, wait, is he... British now? No, <laughs> uh, no. Okay, he's he's playing American. Yeah. Got it. Trying to be Australian? What? Well, what? because then the other woman does have an accent. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, totally. So I then forgot I, about her. But yeah. I was like, why don't you just let Henry Cavill have his accent? Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you making some of your characters change their voices and not others? It's a Hellraiser problem. Like, oh yeah, that's that, a, yeah, that's that from the first true. movie. That's very true. This is how we that's tie it lore. in. <laughs> that's uh, the lore. Yeah. There were rules they were following. <laughs> they were just weird ones. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, there. Like this was the one I think I had the most like reactions to, like along the way. Mm-hmm. Like there's moments where they try to be super meta and acknowledge yeah. that this is a horror movie. Uh, twice, like the first one is the first moment I had to like pause and be mad at the movie <laughs> was they get to the party and this woman is walking down the stairs with her shirt wide open and uh, cyborg says <laughs> uh, gratuitous tit shot. And Henry Cavill leans in and goes, necessary tit shot. And I'm like, what? Who? Who are you talking to? (laughs) And about what? Are you talking about the movie we're watching? What's happening? And then that doesn't happen again. There's no other breaking of the fourth wall, either before or after that. Yeah, they do talk about all the things in the basement being props. Yes, but But I think they think think they're at like a party horror. In reality. It's like if you went to a haunted house. You're like, well, these are just fake babies in jars. Um, But then there's one other slight thing, and it's just... Even in World, it doesn't really work, where the dad character says like oh yeah kind of like a bad horror movie at one point when they like they like go to start the car and it won't start and then he mm-hmm. pops up in the back seat and he's like eh, kind of like a bad horror movie and you're like so are you acknowledging that you're in a bad horror movie <laughs> yeah. or are you acknowledging that hellraiser is a bad horror movie because that's my other problem with this movie is that in the world of this meta world, whatever, where Hellraiser is a thing they know about, they never acknowledge that it's a film franchise. Right. They yeah. only acknowledge that it's a thing that a video game is based yeah, on. Yeah, it, it's very unclear whether or not it's... They say it's a legend. Like, the Lament configuration right. is a legend or something. So do people believe it could have possibly be real in this reality? Right. It's like, like the, it's like the legend of Zelda. We were like, well, you know, there might have at one point been a guy named Ganon. Yeah. Like, is it a King Arthur or something? <laughs> <laughs> right. Zelda's the Cenobite. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very confusing and unclear, which I'm sure comes from, like, they probably wrote a video game-based movie, and they're like, but what if the video game was Hellraiser? And they're like, sure, why the fuck yeah. not? But I also um, want to point out that that is not that the Hellraiser franchise is not a slasher franchise, right? And so the idea of a car not starting, yeah, that yeah, totally. that is not a part of the Hellraiser in any way. Yeah, like, if it was if it was Hellraiser, it's you get to your car and then suddenly there's a person who's there to have sex with you, <laughs> and you have sex with them, but they rip you apart. Yeah, <laughs> like if this had been like a Friday the Thirteenth game, 
Yeah, totally. Which actually there is kind of an MMO. It's not an MMORPG, but there is a there's a massive multiplayer Friday the 13th game that looks amazing. Do you play as Freddy? No. Do you play as a kid? You play uh, as like, I think you can be Jason Voorhees or you can be one of the kids. Well, so if you go in with your group, you go in with a group of people. One of you is randomly Jason. Oh. And you have to try and hunt down and like viciously murder the others. Or escape. But the job of everybody else is to escape. Yeah. And it is... It looks very fun. It looks really good. Yeah, I've heard amazing things about it. Yeah, it looks incredible. But my yeah. the point there is, if you had made it a Friday the 13th, then a lot of these slasher elements would have fit. That would have yeah. made sense. But it didn't work that way. No. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Matt. I've, no, that's fine. I got a few more small notes about Hellworld that I just want to like get through. There's a couple things that I... There's one thing I really did like. Chelsea calls the cops. Yeah. yeah. And like it doesn't work. because again none of this is really real or whatever but the fact that a character thought to call the cops I was like yes Mm -hmm. yeah people in these movies never at the first sign of trouble go oh yeah we should totally call the cops (laughs) here's something I will say that sequence where she calls the cops if you watch it again is much creepier because they can't see her yes because yeah. she's in the ground yeah she's, yeah. she's been buried alive yeah she doesn't know oh, that yeah. so it okay. is a bit creepier knowing that where she's like i'm right here and they can't see her but because she's been uh, have oh, a hallucinogenic yeah. and they say they traced the call and they said it looked like it was coming from his phone which at the time i was thinking uh oh like it came back as the number but if mm-hmm. it is coming back as a triangulation as he's standing over where she is yeah. then that would make more I don't know reality don't that know. part also yeah. is very like you tried to explain that to us but like the cop well, just going like well it says it's coming from my phone <laughs> yeah. dumb kids I'm like, I'm like that's a bigger mystery yeah. <laughs> like who yeah. is calling you from your phone I would have yeah. edited that out honestly yeah. as an yeah. editor I've been like that Doesn't makes things more anything. confusing uh, but I it, yeah. I, 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 I just huh? think that's interesting that it's creepier when you watch it a second time. You're going, oh, she thinks she's in the window, but really she's buried alive. <laughs> yeah, she's, what is it, dark, not breathing? What is Dark it? can't breathe. Dark can't breathe. Dark can't breathe. <laughs> uh, Except they cut big holes in it so you could breathe. You could yeah. breathe because yeah. then the torture lasts longer. Ah. Uh, and <laughs> the one last thing I will say that's about Hell sound. World that hasn't been said because I agree with like, what the hell are those endings? There's like five of them. They make no sense. <laughs> Uh, and the writing's just very bad. And proof of the writing being very bad and making no sense is in one of those endings, Jake and Chelsea are apparently in love now. And they're driving they're off. They're at least travel yeah. companions. And they're talking yep. about where they want to go. Yeah. And he says, Miami. And she says, typical man. Yeah, and I'm like, what, what does that yeah. mean? <laughs> like... What could that possibly mean? <laughs> yeah. I missed that. Yeah, yeah, it's like when they're driving the car, it's yeah. supposed to be like a sweet moment of like mm-hmm. them planning their vacation of like, let's get away from all this terribleness. Where would you like to go? And she says somewhere. And he yeah. says like, oh, I think Miami. She's like, typical man. And it's like, right. Very that's weird. like right before yeah. the guy pops yeah. up in the back seat, And you're just like, what? What is what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Do men typically want to go to Miami? I don't. I don't. Yeah. Nothing against no. Miami, but I don't yeah. like. It's not yeah. particularly high on my list of yeah. places I mean, to go. I I guess it's the idea of there would be people in swimsuits. That's the only or thing I could possibly but think. Stretch to get yeah. there. <gasps> Maybe he really likes the Will Smith song, <laughs> and she thinks that all dudes are really into the Will Smith song, and that's their idea of Miami. Yeah. Mm. I don't know this song, but okay. What? 
Uh, moving on to you, Nick. <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep this real quick. I actually like all of these. <gasps> what? Uh, that's you the can twist leave. ending. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Just like these movies, that makes no sense. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not We're all hallucinating this podcast. We're going to have to reset at the oh, beginning. Dang. No, we have to watch the Hellraiser <laughs> yes. movies forever. Oh, <laughs> that's our hell. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you sounded a lot more like the guy from Home Alone where it's like, keep the change, you filthy animal, than Pinhead. I felt it sounded a little bit like Renfield from Dracula. Which one? Um, oh, the old, old one. Um, I'm not saying they're good, but yeah. I find each one of them interesting in their own way enough that I enjoy. Like terrible children. Wow, <laughs> that would be a horrible. Like, this is my child. They're good. very interesting. <laughs> um, I, I'm uh, going to leave now. I, <laughs> I like. Uh, I, I I I like the noirish examination. The idea of a noirish examination of a detective of a bad detective in Inferno. Um, and I like some elements of it that play through there, like the, the twins. Um, and, uh, so, so there's stuff there that I'm like liking and I get to the end and I'm, I like it more than any of the other Hellraiser movies. Honestly, I would rather watch which one Inferno. I would rather watch that than any of the other Hellraiser oh, wait. movies. Whoa. Yeah. Frickin' it, phone. Like, of all the eight. Yes. The movie we all wait, just all talked about eight? how much we hated. Yeah. What? Yeah. That one. Yeah. That, I would rather watch it because I at least find this. Do you watch this... it like with the sound off? <laughs> what, what is the Do you like listen here? to like Pink Floyd and it matches up for you? Like... <laughs> I uh, the after watching all of the Hellraiser the original four after watching those with with all of you I don't know I kind of came away from it and and was like they fucked the mythology up so badly that I don't like any of it now yeah and so, so out of spite you're running there's part of part of it is, I'm gonna like your worst movie Hellraiser part of it is that like it, it's I don't know. I I enjoy this noirish idea. Like I think yeah. it's cool. I think it's cool for them to try something like that. I don't think it worked. Yeah. I think it's. Uh, I think they cast badly mm-hmm. for the lead. Yeah. I think low that, rent David Boreanaz. Yeah. Like yeah. it really. And even I think even David Boreanaz would have been bad in that role. Well, I, I think, mean, the writing is yeah, and the writing's not great. But you, he has no like charisma or character to him. The actor is no fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you can have a nasty character who's fun to watch. You know, Anthony Hopkins is um, Mm -hmm. Hannibal Lecter, right? There's somebody who's doing something that's fun. There's none of that here. But I still like the idea. You get into Hellseeker. I'm happy to see Kirstie again. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she's really solid. I think she's um, a good performer. I agree that it is just a straight up ripoff of Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> um, but I agree with everybody here that I like the idea of her making this deal mm-hmm. and and twisting it in a way that like he's bad, but what she did's bad too. <laughs> like mm-hmm. everybody's bad. And so again, it's a very noirish thing. It's like the dark side of humanity. Like that's where Hellraiser sort of lives. And I so I like it. I, it's definitely not my favorite of them, but it's fine. And you get to, um, I'll do them in the order that I saw them in originally, which would be Hellworld next. I don't care about Hellworld. I, it's just sort of nothing, but I think it's well made. 
It's like it. I think it might be the most competently made of all eight. Like in terms of Whoa. like shooting and effects, big claims and today. everything. Like everything. Like there was nothing in it that I looked at and went like, "Oh God, that's really terrible." But like in every other Hellraiser movie, there is something that I look at and go, "That's really bad." Like, and there was none of that in. Hellworld, and mm-hmm. it well, is don't derivative. Attempt to do anything real big and weird. Like no, they don't and- go to hell. They don't <laughs> have a ton of crazy different Cenobites. You know, like they're they're playing it safe. If effects wise is what you're talking about, they're not doing anything. Because they couldn't. Yeah, I mean, it. which I'm on board with you because of that. Like they didn't overreach yeah. what they were capable of. That's yeah. my point. Well, I think. that's like a lot of. I don't want to make too strong comparisons well, here, well. But, like, but that's what like good filmmakers do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, they like know their limitations and they play within them right. as best mm-hmm. they can. So I think yeah. yeah, like not doing any huge CGI sequences in that film, they knew like you know what we don't have the money to pull this off if we want to have this big old house and all this other stuff. So let's play to our strengths and rely on like a lot of maybe like older horror movie kind of tricks. Well, (laughs) like that sort of thing of like, yeah, we don't need to make this character disappear disappear and reappear in the same shot. We'll just have like, we'll turn the camera and we turn back, he's gone. But then they turn the corner and look, there he is. Like, that costs nothing. Yeah, (laughs) there's a lot of smart editing. Like, it's just, it's, you know, it it holds together as a quote unquote film better than (laughs) I would say a lot of the Hellraisers. Yeah, Um, it's I, I don't enjoy it very much other than like looking at all of these good performers, like especially Lance mm-hmm. Henriksen. I love Lance Henriksen. I'll watch anything that Lance mm-hmm. Henriksen's in. and He's been in some shit. <laughs> um, but then we get to Detter and it's really weird. But Matt and I are in the exact same boat. I love like I legitimately really like the first hour of that movie. I like Carrie Werher. I like the idea of a. Uh, an investigative reporter having to go and figure this out. I like there's a video that much like comedies. If a comedy can give me one good belly laugh, a lot of times I'll forgive a lot of the rest of it not being funny. But if there's that one moment um, that can really get to me, sometimes the whole movie's worth it to me. I'm not saying that's yeah. what anybody else has to believe, but right. to me, and I think there was one, there were one or two moments in debtor at the beginning that really like there was a lot of tension and there was a sadness to that movie that I hadn't felt in any of the other Hellraisers. Like there was a, a, mm-hmm. a terrible sadness, especially in when oh, I can't remember the name of the woman who videotaped herself. Marla. Um, Marla. Yeah. When she is talking to the camera and she's talking about how she can't find her way back. I found something really, it was a small moment, but something very moving and tragic in that, moment and it's still there like I've seen this a number of times as I've said and it's still there for me like I still Mm. watch that and I'm like there's something there that's potent there's something there that really works I think part of that is that you feel like this main character genuinely wants to help like not only is she trying to go for the story but she does want to help this woman that she has just recently learned about whereas I feel like a lot of these movies like the main character has like one like very two-dimensional character type of like inferno and like both and hellseeker is like 
that's who this guy is. Right. There's nothing below the surface. Don't worry about it. Mm. And like they, <laughs> they very easily could have made her just like the journalist who is going to do everything possible to get the story and will sacrifice other people to get that story kind of thing. Mm. But when you see her watching the tape and doing that kind of thing, like it seems like she genuinely cares about helping. Like it goes from being just for the story to genuinely wanting to help. Mm. And the third act is a fucking train wreck <laughs> in Debtor. It is an absolute yeah. uh, clusterfuck that I, like, watching it again this time, I couldn't remember how it ended. And then I remembered as I was watching it, oh, because they didn't know how it ended. Yeah, They were just like, I guess she kills herself and that saves her. And then she throws the box at them and it blows up. <laughs> and that's and I was like so like what the happened? whole time the box has been a bomb I know yeah. we've never known but it, it can also like just punch a cartoon hole through a dude yeah like, like uh, what the yeah. hell happened yeah. so so in some respects yeah. it's the most frustrating one for me mm. because I really like that first part mm. and I really dislike that second part like and I don't quite know how to do that but I think I'm gonna pick Detter as my favorite because that first part is wow inferno was your favorite no no no. he said i would rather watch inferno than any of the other hellraisers um i uh, of the other of the previous hellraisers um and i i mean honestly i have since i own the dvds i will probably watch any of these four again before i watch the original four and it goes back to how we talk about how badly they fucked the mythology up that I'm just not interested in that world I also think they're ugly films Um, not Mm -hmm. with the exception of a few shots in Clyde Barker's original I think they all don't look good I think they don't know what they're doing with the mythology and I just I think they're all messy at best but there's interesting ideas in these four that because we don't see the Cenobites very much which a lot of us agreed was like, we don't need to see them a lot. They can just come in and be threatening and then leave. <laughs> and that's kind of what they are in there. To me, I understand why people don't like these. Like, I get it. I'm not thinking I'm right and anybody else is wrong, but I find something interesting in all of, all four of these. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's my journey. <laughs> all right, there you go. And to that point, we'll move on to how Woo! we will fix him. And I'm, I think, just don't make them Hellraiser movies. Like, that's my overall fix is because I think each of them had an interesting idea that could have spawned more franchises. Mm -hmm. And in trying to salvage this one franchise that they had, I think they might have nipped themselves in the bud, so to speak. And yeah, I I don't know. I I could be wrong about that, but I'd be even more interested in all of these if they weren't Hellraiser movies. So that's it for Mm me. Sarah. Uh, when we were talking about how to fix, just because in interest of keeping it short, I was thinking the entire franchise, not just these four. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and we so, are at the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I like. I wish that the journey of the sequels was, uh, Julia going up the ranks in mm. hell, and yeah. it's Julia versus the Cenobites, and she continues to seduce people into working for her mm. fighting the cenobites people have to wake make weird alliances with folks and uh in some sort of culminative thing there's a great big fight in hell uh yeah and it's a power play through the whole thing now you might be getting what you want because they're going to be making a series <laughs> 
Who knows? And yeah. if they make, if they, I, I would assume now in this era, they're going to make a series that has arcs like Game mm, of Thrones and so. whatever. And that might be Who knows? Yeah, what's yeah. delivered is yeah. like, you know. Oh, I guarantee you it's going to have so much lore that you're going to hate. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. If they're making a, like a series out of this, yeah, they are going to over-explain the hell yeah, yeah, out of that yeah. box and those yeah. Cenobites. And, but I, yeah. it might be, it, if they do it well, it could be Julia's journey. Yeah, mm-hmm. who knows? Um, yeah, like if, if they were more episodic, like just in general, the plot being, the structure being more similar to how the first one works where a person who wanted something and didn't understand what they were getting there into uh, eventually ends up falling into a hole of problems either because they have to kill people to bring back a loved one or they are they've started something they can't stop and then they're torn apart etc yeah those those are both avenues that I would have rather have seen these things go down instead of the way it ended. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did it end? There's still two more. Uh, yeah, I guess. That I'm <laughs> never going to watch again. Yeah. Hell no. Ten movies ends. in a series. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Ten movies in a series. <laughs> That'd be like the, the Roger Ebert movie, like review of like a new Hellraiser movie. Be like. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Zero stars. Yeah. Tuna, how would you fix um, this Originally, series? my fix was to go back to the first film and just let Bone Dragon burn it down at the end mm. <laughs> um, and just stick with that. But after talking here today, I realized there's a lot of ideas in the later films mm-hmm. that I think could have been had like interesting things done with them. Like especially these ones like Deader. I'm like, yeah, like I can see that working in a different context so i think my fix instead is uh so when the matrix turned into a trilogy and like there was like the lead up to that they did some extended universe kind of stuff beforehand and one of them they did was called the animatrix mm-hmm. where it was a bunch of animated shorts that were like pertinent to the lore and to the world and like not necessarily directly relevant to the plot of the movie but within that space and i feel like these would be good like 15 minutes max for any of these and like make an anthology of here are all these stories where the Cenobites appear and show up and like affect these stories, but they're not mainline Hellraiser Kirstie's story. I think Hellraiser should be Kirstie's story and all of these other things should be like the little tangential. Here are some side stories to fill in her story. The only thing I would change in that is I would say it should be Kirsty and Julia's story. Yeah, that's true. Uh, those two. Yeah. Yeah. And on that, definitely Detter would have benefited so much from a <laughs> Julia is the reason this cult has started. And she, oh. yeah. And then that's that's why they're fighting the Cenobites. And this is the thing. Yeah. yeah. That's a really. See, and yeah. I like that because then it's like, especially like. In an anthology, this is a short story about this investigative Mm. reporter going to this thing. It's like, oh, this isn't like a huge world-changing thing. It's one piece of Julia's plan that maybe we hear about in the main series kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like, why has this random dude have this power and a beef with the Cenobites? No, it's because... He wanted the stuff, and Julia got him to yeah. do these things yeah. for her, and now he's gathered a bunch of people, and this was all her plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, Matt. What uh, you got? 
Mine actually works pretty well with tunas. Ooh. Uh, so give us the money, Dimension, or <laughs> whoever owns the rights. I don't after think Dimension fails to make another movie. Is Why, Dimension even around baby? anymore? I don't, I don't know. Maybe Disney owns it. Who knows? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. <that's true. laughs> Disney owns Hellraiser. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I think I talked about this a little bit when we talked about the fourth movie and how it reminded me of that Doctor Who episode. Uh, that took place in like Victorian England uh, or whatever yeah. like that. Probably not Victorian. I don't know. <laughs> there are Time. a lot of episodes. The woman in the fire. <laughs> well, the girl the, in the, the fire. girl in the fireplace yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. whole yeah. thing. I think it was not even. Yeah. Whatever. French. French. Revolution France. Yes. Yeah. Um, that whole thing. <laughs> uh, we talked a lot about that. Madame de Pompadour. <laughs> Yes. Precisely, <laughs> um, but I think doing either short like episodes or I, I'm okay with them being films either. But like doing a series of starts off as sort of a genre film and then Cenobites. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. like, which is what yeah. I kind of liked about Inferno, the idea, like the inception of right. it. Let's do a film noir, right. then Cenobites. Yes, and that's what yeah. like I think take those cowboys, make a western, and then Cenobites. Oh yeah, are in a western. Like, See, this is my thing with the Terminator. You want it to be in different times? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Like, can you imagine having to deal with a Terminator in can we like CGI? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger versus John Wayne. Oh that, man, they can do deep fakes now. Yeah, they can pull this true. off. They That's can. the movie we're gonna. But make. Could you yeah, imagine guys. having to deal with a Terminator, a T one hundred? Yeah, that'd be amazing. In in west in a western, like oh, with yeah. the weapons you had in a western, <laughs> like that would be Everyone's amazing. Dead. Give me it's your boots and your horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm so tired of them. Like, they keep going further into the future when everybody has advanced weapons. And well, holy Man, shit, who cares? Yeah. yeah. Make like, Back to the Future 3, yeah, but Terminator. Yeah. yeah. I've been trying to figure out how to work that in there. I'm glad yeah. you got to it. Just say it. Who knows? But, I love, yeah. but this is the thing, right? Like, the, the interesting thing about 4 makes you think, like, okay, yeah, the Hellraiser has been around forever. So why not? Why don't we get one that's the 1920s yeah. and like i like they can exist sort of like in this blobby space and time kind of thing of like we don't need to over explain where they are or when they are yeah, right. they just show up to a situation because i don't what i didn't like about these four movies is that the cenobites have very little impact on the plot right mm-hmm. yeah. like uh, no they're just there to dish out punishment yeah and yeah. like occasionally they like get lucky and they're like oh yeah we could show up and mess some shit up now like in hell world especially where it's like most of that movie is a dad torturing teenagers yep and then they're like i guess should we kill the dad i guess we kill the dad (laughs) which hotel is he at okay yeah meet you guys at the double tree i'm gonna stop off first (laughs) see you bring your big swingy axes yep we're gonna need to blow the shit out of that room (laughs) but it's just like that film, if you think about like what the Cenobites are up to during that film, they're not doing anything. Yeah. No, they're not in that film no. until the yeah, end. No. And so I would much rather have them like come in and disrupt sort of an already understood genre. Like that, I think that's what I liked about Deader is that in the beginning feels like sort of this just sort of like very tension based, like journalistic thing that you 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 know because you know it's a Hellraiser movie mm-hmm. what she's getting into, but that adds to the tension. And so I think if like if it's a western, if it get put us back on the spaceship, something right. like just give us these situations. Are they going to be good movies? No. Are they going to be more <laughs> enjoyable? Yes. <laughs> you might get a good one out of them. Maybe. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. That's again, yeah, it perfectly fits into the animatrix for that cuz there's only like two or three of them that I really really liked. 
But if they're only like 10 minutes long, then who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, the only other like fix it <laughs> note I had that was like very more specific to one movie, which was in Hellseeker, if you want to play out that Kirstie storyline, I think it'd be really funny if it like most of the film is this husband has really bad nightmares over and over and he's waking mm-hmm. up and she's like, Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Cause she actually is like torturing him without his knowledge. He's just like, oh, babe, I just had the worst nightmare. He's like, Oh yeah. Oh, tell me all about it. <laughs> and then she like goes and meets pinhead in the alley. Like good work. <laughs> Or she's like, are you going to kill him or are you just going to toy with him? Because this is hard. Don't question my process. I will question your process, sir. I am an artist. (laughs) You can't rush off. Yeah. Do you see how specifically these pins are laid out on my head? Adam was right. (laughs) About what? I don't know. And for a long time, every time I watch that movie, I think he's talking about Adam from Adam and Eve. And I'm kind of like, what did Adam Especially when he say? first says it, I was like, oh, shit, we're getting some metaphor. And I was like, oh, wait, that's just the guy's name. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's time to move on to, to how we rate these things. Each each of us has our own rating system, and each movie gets a rating. And mine is, which Star Wars movie is it? So Inferno is Revenge of the Sith. Some stuff I like. Yeah, the rest, whatever. <laughs> um, Hellseeker is going to be Return of the Jedi, and Detter is going to be, hoo-ha, hmm. I'm going to go with Solo. <laughs> Right. enjoyable i really enjoyed it uh and then uh, it, the hell world one is just fucking uh, it's it, it's nothing <laughs> so it's ro- rogue one Matt, <laughs> what's your uh, rating system my rating system is what batman movie is it gotta do four <laughs> i gotta do four different batman movies which <laughs> yeah uh i went with uh inferno i got like a weird val kilmer stunt double vibe from our main character <laughs> oh. like it was like Hey, you were his stunt double on Top Gun. Want to be in a movie? <laughs> I got half-assed Marky Mark. All right, and oh. you got David Boreanaz. David yeah. Boreanaz. Uh, <laughs> so because of that, I went for Batman Forever. Right. That's the only reason. <laughs> uh, the other ones I have a slightly better rating system for. Uh, Hellseeker gets The Dark Knight Rises because I was excited by it, and some of the ideas I can defend, but in the end, I was left disappointed. <laughs> uh, and Deader gets Batman Begins because... I like the first half of that movie more than I like the second half of that movie. <laughs> and especially, I don't like the end of that movie that much. Uh, Hell World gets Justice League because as we, uh, well, as we explored earlier, it has both Cyborg and Superman okay, in it. Okay, well, that's fair. <laughs> fair enough, okay. Yeah, and I also didn't like it at all. <laughs> I don't think I actually said what my favorite and least favorite oh, yeah, was. I think I least forgot to do that. But Deader was my favorite, and it, ooh, it's real close between Hell World and Inferno for my least favorite. Mm. I think I got to go Inferno just because I would never want to watch that movie ever again. Mm. Yep. I, I think Inferno sparked a lot of resentment from you guys. So that's, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. No, All definitely. right. If this podcast wasn't already ending, I would demand it end. <laughs> <laughs> I am done. Uh, Sarah. Okay. Uh, I think. So first of all, what's your rating oh, system? Rating system is jazz. Um, I'm not a big fan of jazz. Uh, <laughs> here, here. Yeah. Um, let's see. Inferno is uh, a very long elevator that is just blaring it for some reason, like way louder than it should be. Oh, um, loud elevator jazz. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, Hellseeker is um, you. You've been forced to go to your friend's thing and. 
it's jazz and they didn't really tell you it was going to be jazz. <laughs> and so you got to sit through the whole thing. And in the end, you were glad you went because, you know, you they're your friend and it was good <laughs> to see them do a thing and they tried, but it was still really hard to sit through. Um, Hell World is... Uh, mm, you're in a store and it's playing jazz that you're like kind of okay with but it's still not great and thankfully you can leave (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then uh debtor is surprisingly loud jazz at the dmv Ooh, oh (laughs) damn (laughs) anytime a dmv is mentioned yeah yeah like okay i get it Tuna, what's your rating system? My rating system is what foods they remind me of. Mm -hmm. All right. So Inferno, circus peanuts. Somebody likes them. (laughs) I don't get it. Never going to get it. (laughs) Me. Me. Yeah, right. I don't like Inferno, but I love circus peanuts. Hellseeker. Hellseeker is a full-size Three Musketeers where it's like, uh, you know, there's it's full-size at least. (laughs) But if there were any other full-size candy bars, probably wouldn't go for it. Deader is the mini, like, Reese's Bites, where it's like, I can see how other people like it. Not really my thing, <laughs> but, like, I'll take it over other stuff if I ha- if I gotta. Mm-hmm. And how world is whatever those fucking candy corn pumpkins are, where it's like, yeah, adults think kids like these, but, eh. <laughs> those are, like, all my favorite candies. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even joking. <laughs> I love all of those so much. <laughs> okay, well... I actually like some of those, too. But it's fitting <laughs> because I like some of these movies. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to our final segment, which is Real Good, where we recommend something for you that is real good. Mine is out of left field because it just happens to be well. something I happen to watch and I wanted to have an excuse to say, go see this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a movie called The Last Man. And uh, as much as I pick on the prequels and Hayden Christensen, uh, I'm always saying, but I think he's a good actor. And in this, he he's uh, in it alongside Harvey Keitel in a sort of low budget sci-fi flick about uh oncoming storms that are going to wipe out the planet uh he or wipe out the popul- human population uh he is very good in this movie and so yeah check it out it's called the last man and it's free to stream on amazon prime matt what's your real good uh my real good is a series of films because i figured that makes sense that does make sense um and it's also a series of films that i've been just watching for the first time in the middle of watching these four Hellraiser films. So I'm like experiencing the highs and the lows at the same time, (laughs) the pleasure and the pain. Uh, But it is uh, the John Wick series of films. I had never got on the John Wick train until just recently. And it's a good train to be on. They're quite much like the sex rave Mm -hmm. train in (laughs) debtor. Okay. Sarah, what's your real good? Uh, This is a, documentary i actually watched this week which it probably doesn't help some of my hellraisers that i watch much better things right before i watched them yeah that can hamper it sometimes yeah uh yeah so i watched tickled which is the documentary out of new zealand about weird competitive tickling and it is it is so much weirder yeah. than that. I've never been more uncomfortable than it, just hearing about this documentary. Yeah, no, it like it starts as this guy. He does documentaries in New Zealand about just human interest stories and he had heard about this and he emailed them and like, "Hey, would you want to do a interview?" Uh, cuz this is kind of a silly thing. I make these silly things. He got back harassment. 
lots of it and threats of legal action. And it's like, there's more to this story. (laughs) And it becomes this whole investigative journalism thing about this weird web of... uh, It's really fun. Okay. Yeah. And it's about like a weird kink people have. So it seems fitting for for Hellraiser. Yeah. Tickled. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tuna. All right. Which are real good. I, I just had to check because I couldn't remember. I don't think I've recommended this one before, but it's got the leather. It's got the soundtrack, The Matrix. <laughs> the whole series. Like uh, the first one, I absolutely love it. I will defend it as an amazing movie. I don't think you're alone there. Yeah. No. Well, I feel like I feel like after the second and third one came out, there was a lot of backlash. I don't think those ones are as bad as everybody says, but- I feel like those retroactively like made people a little harsher on the first one. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But like that first one is, uh, I I would say it's one of my favorite movies. I just saw a clip from The Matrix, mm-hmm. and I was just like, Jesus, that looks great. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I was shocked at how good it looked. <laughs> like, I mean, this movie's twenty years old. Oh yeah. And the scene where Trinity makes that first jump to kick somebody in the face, and they freeze her in the frame. I'm mm-hmm. like, that is flawless. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Jesus. Well, and one of the things that like really helped it cement for me was going back and watching it and trying to imagine like, okay, what if I had never seen or heard of any of this before? And just like the whole buildup in the first half I had forgotten about of like before they even reveal what the Matrix is. And I'm like, oh, this is really good storytelling. It's a very good it's, mystery. Yeah. Uh, it's got the – Yeah. It's so. a, you know, I, it's weird too because it's a movie I acknowledge as being great, but I don't like it. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like it, it's, I remember walking out of it and going, yeah, that was really good. And then the rest <laughs> of the world changed and they were all like, have you seen the Matrix? Right. And I think that's part yeah. of why it gets like knocked down is because every, because I think if you know the twist going in, like it's still a well-made movie, but it's not going to kick you like it did for that first group of people. I don't know. I, that's an interesting. It's an interesting question because, like, I knew what was going. Like, they spoil it in the trailers. Yeah, but well, it's yeah, like that's a, you know, it's <laughs> like right. you know what it is. The storytelling is what's so important about that film, and, and it's told so well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fascinating. All right. Well, thank you guys for suffering through (laughs) you suffered so wonderfully we got the pain we got the pleasure yeah we saw all them sights you did you saw all the sights i really appreciate it uh it's been a long road and uh i'm glad we got to talk about all eight of these things next week we'll talk about the next two (laughs) right and then we'll come back for the series nope no (laughs) read all the comic books no God. No. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Yay. All right. Tuna, where can people ends. find you? Oh, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at TunaLoons. Uh, I work on SciShow and <laughs> You're Dear very Hank and John. unsure about all of yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't. Um, I, so much has happened. <laughs> and I so forgot long. about I forgot about this part of the podcast. I don't know. I'm around places. Okay. TunaLoons is. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, where you can find you. Sarah, how about you? Uh, yes, I work on SciShow, and I am occasionally in Don't Close Your Eyes live radio theater, which you can get on podcasting things. And I also do a radio show on uh, KBGA. You can listen to it for up to two weeks after it happens at kbga.org. Um, it's Monday nights from 8 to 10 o'clock uh, Mountain Time. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're listening online... 
You can listen to it whenever. We usually listen to it the next day because you yeah. share it with us. Right. Yeah. And we're yeah. like, okay, great. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Matt, how about you? Uh, I'm all over the place. Uh, internet at Matthew Gatos on like Twitter and everything. Uh, I'm on a podcast called Cooler Than Homework, which is about Disney Channel original movies. Uh, that one actually uploads. I'm also on another podcast <laughs> called I Love It, which, you know, sometime it'll be back. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, and you can also find my work on channels like Journey to the Microcosmos on YouTube and Animal Wonders. Also on YouTube. Also on YouTube, <laughs> where everything is. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to Real Bad and a real big thanks to Black Duck Studios. I love it. Podcast Candace and Anna Moss for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you so much. Real Bad is a part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can go to cageclub.me and check out podcasts like The Contenders, a bi-weekly podcast about the movies made by and starring women who refuse to play by the rules. Tobin and Island Addington host, along with a slew of guests like me occasionally. Unless something goes wrong again there will be no new episode next week as i'll be traveling but the week after that we'll be doing our final patreon voted episode and until then this has been real bad 